This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon, I'm Leon Davis, and I'm being joined by uh, uh, podcasting greats Leonard Davis and Warren Harper. It is Saturday. I'm, yeah, it is Saturday, uh, it 2 is. p.m., October the 30th, Halloween Eve. Uh, you guys got your, your uh, Halloween candy ready or? Absolutely. And my birthday suit, because it's my birthday. That's right. It is your birthday. It is your birthday. I, yeah. Tomorrow? Yeah, he's yeah yeah he's well happy birthday he's All the, right he's as old as Moses no I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> oh, we have a nephew that was born on Halloween oh do you yeah <laughs> yeah so so today's so today's show is about traditions now so I originally when we when we originally decided to do a show about traditions I had this idea of how I wanted to cover traditions. And Leonard does what Leonard does. The reason I have these two guys with me is that they push me. They, they expand me um, in ways that, that are good. They have me look at things that I need to look at. Hmm. And Leonard sent uh, this video. Um, Leonard is a music buff, uh, but he likes uh, music. I don't like anything older than 1972 and well, I ain't gonna say nothing, but most of my music is newer music and Leonard tends to like a lot of these oldies and he knows a lot about, uh, the groups and stuff. And you'll see in the advertisements, uh, there's a picture of Curtis Mayfield and the impressions. And, uh, so he just sent that out, you know, to the team as he was sharing his passion. He was sharing something that he likes and he learns from. And while I was watching the video, one of the things it's, it just hit me like a bomb. Uh, one of the things that they talked about is that Curtis Mayfield and the impressions started doing music as, as a part of activism, as a part of, um, pushing for equality. And I got to thinking, basically black entertainers and black people in the media, there is a tradition of fighting for our freedoms and rights. Uh, all of the, um, uh, his name just jumped right out of my head. Uh, um, the basketball player. Huh? Oh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Not Kareem, but the new, uh, the the latest superstar, LeBron. LeBron James. LeBron. The LeBron James. You know, he was told shut up and play basketball. Um, but the LeBron James, the um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's. You know, there are there's a long a Jim Brown. Um, a lot of those, a lot of people who have. Uh, made that success have tried to advocate for, um, you know, black inclusion. And, and I, I'm thinking you have to include that as a tradition, don't you? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that is a tradition. If you want to look at traditions that you had a lot of people, especially African-American people, but others too, that have, as we say, quote, made it, unquote, that they reached back and tried to bring some others along. They tried to use their platforms to change some things that were going on with African-American people. Like a lot of the pro athletes today in the NBA and the NFL are going against uh, what's happening to people of African descent in this country. So, so, because originally I, I thought about the traditions like celebrating Christmas or celebrating Kwanzaa or celebrating 
the holidays or barbecuing, um, you know, at the start and at the end of summer and those kinds of traditions, the family traditions of getting together and, you know, telling stories and things like that. And those, those traditions, there were, there were traditions that, that Africans had prior to ending up on American soil. Um, so I, I, I've had to, I've learned about Kwanzaa recently, like the last 10 years, I think it started being celebrated, but there were a lot of traditions that Africans had that were stripped from them when they came here, when, when slavery was instituted. Um, I'm not saying that, that, so like, you know, we were given Santa and we were given the Easter bunny and I, and I, and I'm sure there are some African nations that do celebrate some Christianity, but I don't think the majority of them were Christians, at least from, from some of my learning, that wasn't the case. And I'm not saying that. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I've I've read different both sides of the story. A lot of people say that uh, a lot of the ancient or the Africans were Christians, but then a lot of them, a lot of peak scholars will say no, they had different customs and different other religions. So it just kind of depends. And Africa is a big continent as well, so you got to depend on where you where you're talking about in Africa. Sure. And so and so, I'm not saying that. Like you just mentioned, there there were. Uh, Christian African nations. I mean, Christianity, just as there is Muslim African nations and, and, and things like that. I'm not saying that eventually we would not have as, uh, if, if we, if we, if there wasn't slavery and we had immigrated because slavery is not immigration. Um, but if we had immigrated to this country, that doesn't mean we would not have eventually accepted Christmas as a, a, a family tradition, it just says our, our acceptance of traditions has, is in reverse. Whereas we started with traditions and then expanded on them, we were forced to, to accept traditions and then we had to fight to uh, reach back to some of the traditions that were a part of our culture prior to setting foot in America. Sure. Mm -hmm. So well, it's, it's like anything else. You, when you think about African nations and Christianity, a lot of that came that came into the African countries were brought usually by European countries with their military. You had some African nations that were reached out to or evangelized by Christian missionaries. And then when the missionaries didn't think that they were making ground, you know, you, you go back to the whole country, then here comes the military. And you did, and you did it by force. Uh, so you know, so and, and what you do when you take over a country, you get rid of their language, the way they communicate. You force them to communicate the way you communicate. You get rid of how they call themselves. So instead of a lot of the African names, we end up with names like Johnson, Smith, or what have you. Uh, and, and you know that comes through the. That comes through the whole thing, like, you know, so there's a bunch of different ways to inflict traditions on a, a certain amount of people or their traditions can come by them accepting new things, or they had, or, you know, they had their own traditions. Every group of people that was from other different parts of the world had their own traditions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm saying it's likely that if we had, if, if, if slavery had not happened and we 
set foot on this soil via immigration, via exploration, because there were a lot of blacks here prior to uh, colonization of uh, this turf, um, it's likely that that we would have adopted some of the traditions and uh, societal norms of the people that were here or, or the people that showed up, you know, with America being quote unquote, the melting pot. And, you know, we encourage immigration, encourage people to um, come here. They're going to bring their culture and their traditions with them. And, and if, if we, if we're doing well as a society, we incorporate those things that are good and we find ways to uh, eliminate those things that don't foster growth of all of the people that have to live under those systems and regimes. All right, I didn't mean to put you guys to sleep on that one. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it, it was just sinking in with what you were saying and I was just realizing how true it is. Unfortunately, we're at a point now where we're discouraging certain immigrants from coming. Okay, like you saw a couple weeks ago that these Border Patrol officers were hitting the Haitians with whips that were trying to get over the border and get into America because America had a lot to do with the bad and with the bad things that makes Haitian life on a day-to-day -day basis hard to live in their country because America was one of the first nations to support France when the Haitians came against France to say, we want you out of here. You came here, you took riches, you enslaved people. And then the French get up and say, oh yeah, they owe us all this money and they owe us all this. So a lot of the European nations and America started treating Haiti a different type of way. And it's led to where Haiti is now. But the first thing we want to do is we want to keep them out of this country. And I never saw film of U.S. Border Patrol agents down there whipping people with whips on horseback. And well, that was a throwback to that was a throwback to what we thought was a different time and era. But, you know, under the previous guy, he brought this stuff back. Well, so so here's my thing. The incident with the Haitians was not isolated. Um, America, you know, the the French provided the Statue of Liberty based on the idea that uh, America was the melting pot and that we open arms. And yet uh, America at one time had anti-Chinese immigration policies, anti-Irish mm -hmm. immigration policies, anti-immigration mm -hmm. policies for this. Anti, for a country that supposedly is open-minded, trying to, um, you know, be the world leader, mm -hmm. we've shown a real lack of acceptance of all of the people that that we want to be the leader of. Mm -hmm. Well, just like, you know, there was in the past few days, there was uh, some guy talking about, well, I just want to know, when do we get to use the guns? He wants to shoot up Democrats because they say, no, these are want these ideals that you and the so-called right wing are espousing. That's not America. We're better than this. But he, he wants to go to, to inflict his will. He wants to go shoot up people. Uh, and the guy who was running the thing didn't say, no, you don't do that because in this country, that's against our rule of law. But that's what the left wants you to believe. And you would give them ammunition for what they say instead of just saying, no, we don't do that. We have a system of law. We have a political system. You vote in the people that do not, you vote in the people that will look at things the way you were and put policies down, and they realize that their policies are so unpopular 
with a mass of people that they want to do things like filibuster stuff. Like this guy walking around talking about when do we get to pull out the guns? Well, so so that type of intolerance, I think, um, has has been a central part of the development of the the republic because there was a country here prior to the the declaration of independence mm-hmm. and and there, that that intolerance i think is playing out in more than just democrat republican it's playing out in um that intolerance is playing out in LGBTQ. It's playing out in it's playing out in women's rights. That intolerance mm-hmm. is playing out in racial uh, inequities. There's an into, there's a core intolerance that I think um, is has just permeated through the years in the development of this republic. And I think it's it's just much more visible right now. It's more blatant than it has ever been. Well, I can't say that. When, when, you, when you pass laws that Asians can't uh, become citizens and can't own property, that's, that's about as blatant as it gets. Oh, well, then racism. So there's that's so many- a lot of blatant stuff. Huh? Well, there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of examples of blatant, yeah. uh, you, you know, your law enforcement constantly gunning down people that don't have arms, and then you say, "Well, I was in fear of my life," and you got the weapon, you got the badge, you got the power, but yet you had to shoot unarmed people in the back, unarmed people in the back. I, I'm sorry, I didn't I get, got, to get to hear what you said, Warren. No, I'm just saying this country has a history of blatant uh, discrimination and abuse amongst uh, particularly minorities. So the the stuff we're looking at now is nothing new. It's just coming more to the front and we're talking about it more. And the world is seeing it through social media, worldwide news. We're, we're, we're being exposed right now. I'm sorry, Leonard, you, you, were, you were talking about police violence. And, I, and the only reason I cut you off is... Warren started talking and I could hear him and it was breaking up. So I apologize, but go ahead and finish. You were talking about. um, No, I was was just talking about that type of violence where our law enforcement are gunning down unarmed people. And then we made up laws, this qualified immunity to keep them from being punished, being held accountable. Uh, You know, to keep them from, from, keep them from facing the crime for what they did, for facing the consequences of what they did. Uh, is, you know, so, so it was, it's a whole lot of examples of the blatant policies that we, that we faced, that we still face today. So, so another, um, one of the other, Things that I kind of thought about um, was that at at no time, and I, and and it, it, there's just a real, you know, there are times and things come up, and and you just I mean, you've you've known them, they've been a part of, you know, what you understand is is happening, but then there, there's a different reality that happens. Just one day, it's just like clear as a bell and it comes to you, um, and it just and it just. In preparing for this conversation, we have, as 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 African Americans, never stood on our own soil that we've tilled and cultivated and shed blood to save. We have never stood on our own soil and been equals. Never. Ever. You're speaking of African-Americans. I'm speaking of African-Americans. 
And I, I'm not disagreeing at all, but my question is, how do we, how would we define equal or equality, first of all? Well, I, first I'm saying full participation in society as an equal. Sure, sure. We can vote, although there is extreme uh, uh, effort to keep us from voting as a community. We do have the right to bear arms under the Constitution. We do have the right to own property. However, uh, discrimination in education and jobs still exists. It's a struggle. Mm -hmm. It's difficult for us to afford many of the things that we need, such as education, housing. So yeah, we're, we're struggling as a community uh, for sure. And every time we try to get ahead through legislation, there's really uh, serious efforts to keep it, to hold us back. Well, I, I like agree. the stuff that's being voted on now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I agree that um, that we our struggles has has always been to um, just be recognized. We're not struggling to to dominate. We're not struggling to punish. We're not struggling to uh, keep any other group from participating in society. But our struggles have been just to be allowed to participate in society, to not have police officers be able to gun you down and, and they not be held accountable for that. Um, for... Uh, a, a, a business owner, if you're a black business owner and you're, and you color close to the tax line, you will wind up in prison. If you're a white business owner and you color tax close to the tax line, you'll wind up as president. That to me is a disparity. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point there. Absolutely. And, you know, if you look at the country historically, blacks have excelled from the time we were free to compete. But every time we get to a certain point where it's clear that we are doing very well, we get attacked. We're talking about East St. Louis. We're talking about Tulsa. We're talking about mm -hmm. Rosewood. So there's definitely a problem with us getting ahead. Certain people in this country cannot stand to see blacks excel and they, they bring us down. They'll do whatever they can, whatever's in their power to destroy us. And, and so I make note of your term, certain people. So I, I just think you, have a tendency to word things in a way <laughs> that is um, meant to allow for possibilities. I will say that. Well, I, I could, I could just make it plain and say white people, but is that really necessary? Uh, if you look at the history, you can look at it, the facts and see who's doing it. <laughs> it's not hidden. It's not hidden. It's it's it's, it's blatant. Hidden. It's it's as blatant as it gets. It's it, it's as yeah, I mean, it's as blatant. It you know if you pull the trigger, it couldn't be more blatant. It it is a, as blatant as it gets. Well, how did it start in this country? Our supreme law of the land, known as the Constitution. Uh, one of the original versions of it counted people of African descent as property or chattel and not as people. We, when it came to the census, to the census, they accounted us as five sevenths of a person. Now, every war this country has fought in, it made sure that they took our bodies and train the whole weapons and go fight. But when it when it comes down to 
uh, like, like, you know, y'all were talking about just full participation in this country. We, we got to go through a bunch of hoops to get it. And then once we got it, we still have to go through hoops to keep it. Because if you win, you win a victory, whether it's by legislation or it's by court. Later that same day, there's a group of them coming together to determine how to take you back from that. <laughs> so you never stop fighting. And then they wonder why certain African-Americans always have this mean look, always have this tough thing uh, exterior. And why is it that they always seem like they got to fight? Well, you keep them on defense. You keep them on the fight. Like, you know, one time I was just talking to my wife over 400 years in this country and they've treated us like animals. Uh, no other country has allowed the enemy to come in like the United States did in World War II when they allowed German Nazis to come in here and they got treated better than African-Americans wearing the U.S. uniform in certain communities, especially in the South. So you wonder why people have that type of attitude. That's what you got to have to survive So most of the time. Yeah, so so, <clears throat> so we fight for, for equal representation. We fight for the opportunity to just... Um, Level of playing field. Give me an opportunity to compete. And if you beat me fair and square, you beat me fair and square. But sure. there's there's no allowing you to be fair and square. We, we make the gain for uh, voting rights. The Supreme Court, makeup of the Supreme Court changes, they gut that. And as you both have pointed out, every time we start to make gains, every time there starts to be some level of equality achieved, there's always that factor, the more aggressive and active people who challenge our uh, participation they get into power or they use force, guns, uh, all the riots and, and things like that. And, and um, but, but it, you know, the, then the question becomes, is this ever, ever going to level out? Is this ever going to be, uh, you know, are we gonna, we're obviously not changing hearts and minds. We're not winning people over. Or do you feel that we? Yeah, I mean, when you look back at the title of the episode of the discussions, we're talking about traditions, and it seems like we're basically saying that all of these things that we as a people are going through are pretty much traditional in this situation. So how do we get out of this tradition and? elevate to something more meaningful, more profitable, of something more substantial for our people, rather than traditional uh, being gunned down in the street, being bombed and burned and executed, cops still killing us. It's time for a new day. And I don't know, a holiday is not going to solve that. Um, you know, uh, thinking back on when the NFL was going through some issues with black people. And I think they called on Jay-Z and he stepped in to uh, negotiate. Was that pretty much the scenario on behalf of, uh, I don't know who, <laughs> but remember that scenario? Oh yeah, I remember. I was gonna okay, let you so, talk it out. I was gonna let you talk it out. Jay-Z goes in, with, sits down, with a few of his people and Goodell and a few of his people and they're hashing some things out and refresh my memory but the only thing that I really remember of any substance that they came out of that meeting was was some 
some concert Super Bowl concerts or something. What else did they get? So the so you're right. So they they a an entertainer jumps into the situation and we're dealing with uh you know um race in the NFL and what we get out of it is an entertainment solution. Yes. So we got it. I'm not I'm I don't want to knock um the efforts of Jay-Z. But uh, an entertainer may have entertainment solutions. And that's what we got out of it. Right. You're well, right. you know, I hope he I hope Jay-Z was careful cuz I remember back in 68 when the country was rioting across the country black communities and James Brown told them you know he was going to perform in Boston he said well let me perform my concert cuz my people listen to me they'll respect me and James Brown did his concert and I know Boston was one city they didn't have all the rioting all of all the uh criminal stuff that was so-called criminal stuff that was happening but you notice right after that within a few years james brown was went after they used the uh irs they used federal governments to go after him (laughs) and it would it would be it would be like you know when malcolm x people would listen to him and they would stop well you know, we can't have that man have that kind of power and we don't control him. And, you know, and, and they, they went after James Brown and, you know, cause he had radio stations, he had restaurants, he had all kinds of stuff going on. Now, did he do some stuff wrong himself? Yeah, he did. But you know, they, they went after him for all of that. So again, we're talking about traditions. Let's, let's go after, let's hurt people who, out of the goodness of their heart, tried to help. Now, but <laughs> now each each one of us can think of several um, people who excelled and almost to an individual. We can have stories of how those people were attacked, how those people were leveled, how those people were treated by the system, that somehow their crimes were greater than, whereas whereas someone else on that level got a fine, this person got uh, jail time or they got mm-hmm. bigger fines. You understand what I'm saying? So, so we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know what happens if you and 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 I, I think it's purposeful. We know what happens if you become successful. Everybody says it. You know, all the people that I talk to, if you become successful, they're gonna come for you. We all know that. Or at least that's that's anecdotal. But we all, each one of us individually know that, and we didn't have to have that conversation. Yeah, especially if you go after the system, you're going to become a target. So in that situation, you almost have to be prepared to perhaps possibly lose everything or even die. Right. It's it's a war when you go up against the system, the man. Mm-hmm. So like Malcolm X, he knew he was he knew at, at a certain point, especially after the nation was after him. He knew he had targets on his back from all sides. He knew he was going to die. Same with a lot of our leaders. Martin Luther King knew the same thing. You know, they were coming after him. So we're in a war where we really, if we want, the more we want to achieve, the more we have to be prepared to give up. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Uh, It's just that simple. The more you want, the more you're going to have to give up. And you have to be... Your image has to be as spotless as possible, but that doesn't mean they still won't bring you down. They'll come up with something. 
And and I'd like to, um, if you'll if you'll allow me an exercise and thought here. Sure. Uh, so so. Um, we, uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, hmm? um, was accused of rape at one point. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. how many, who thinks that that situation was more manufactured than, um, than chance by chance who thinks that uh bill cosby well i'm gonna say bill cosby because he he kind of he kind of threw a wrench in his own um but 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 you know what i'm saying that some some of those things that happen to those the people that step out and dare not to fit into the mold that not that you know that dare to be um uh leaders in trying to fight for equality, how, how many of those do you do, or possibly manufactured? Hmm. How many situations where these individuals are uh, attacked or accused are? Un- is it a possibility that? Re- is it a possibility that that the young lady, um, and and. So I want to have the discussion without uh, sounding accusatory of the young lady, because I'm sure it was a horrendous experience for her. But is there a possibility that, you know, knowing the proclivities of an NBA player, they touch down in the city, uh, they want to party, they want to have sex with, you know, women, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that they become easy prey, easy targets for people that want to sling mud at them. So in other words, if, 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 if the person was a good person at heart, because even um, um, Martin Luther King had accusations of infidelity uh, levied levy against him uh, during his term. So, so, so we know that the uh, J. Edgar Hoover um, FBI set people up, and we're still we're still having that discussion today about um, the FBI or, or uh, intelligence agencies uh, entrapping people. But uh, but you know we've got those people who are. Um, making a stand and 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 bringing about change and you got to dirty them up you you pointed to some of them being dirty I, i'm saying it's a possibility that threw that dirt on them well yeah i mean in the situation of an athlete of that highest stature being accused of rape. I mean, unless unless rape was actually in his nature, the, why would he have to rape a woman when these women are lining up to throw themselves at him? The actual idea that he would have to rape one of them is kind of ludicrous. <laughs> and and, and as far as I know, that was the only accusation ever leveled against him as far as rape goes. Yeah. And, and uh, Leveled at who? Kobe. Okay. Well, I think my take on the situation is you're an athlete and you got like an athlete of a statue of Kobe. You got your wife at home, you got kids. You do some things to protect yourself because if it comes out, you got more to fight for, you got more to lose. That young lady that at that place, she's got nothing to lose. Matter of fact, she's got nothing to gain. It's the same thing with Bill Clinton, with Monica Lewinsky. Monica's got nothing to lose in this fight. Bill is the is the horse in this fight that's got all the stuff to protect and to defend. 
and, and you know, you have to treat yourself accordingly. Uh, that, that's just what I'm thinking, part of our tradition, because the three, the three main people that were Bill's, uh, when, they, when they impeached him and tried to remove him from office, the three main Republican representatives that ran the case was all having affairs and doing things outside of their marriages. Like uh, Newt Gingrich, we know about him. His wife was under at the time was undergoing cancer treatment, and he was messing around with his current wife now. And every time you see Newt Gingrich, he want to talk about church and all that. It's sickening. Uh, Bob Barr, who was one of the people, he was from Georgia. He got his paramour pregnant, and then gonna force her to have an abortion which is one of the things that they that his side of the aisle stood against. But then there's we're talking about traditions. This is this is what goes on. Right. So and, so so at some point it's hoped that that our uh, entertainers, our celebrities won't have to use their platform to fight for parody, just to be accepted. That they feel that, that, you know, that in the tradition of, um, in the tradition of war and, uh, um, Curtis Mayfield and Isaac Hayes um, that they have to create music uh, specifically to uh, combat injustice. Now, probably there's going to be some injustice. You know, it, if if they accepted women, uh, then there's going to be injustice because there was injustice between blonde-haired women and dark-haired women. For some reason, people just feel that they can't be happy if they're not lifting one over another, that somebody's better than somebody for some reason, whether it's, whether it's within their power to change it or not. You know, so, so, so now you, you've got women dyeing their hair so that they're more acceptable rather than dyeing their hair because it's a, a style choice. Mm -hmm. You know, getting from where we are to where, let me ask, do you think it's possible that we have uh, a, treated equal in a society that we've helped build? And we continue to maintain, huh? You say, is it possible? Yeah, is it possible that it's we can possible, be? But not likely, but not likely. Yeah, not likely in your lifetime, or not ever likely. I'll have to say in my lifetime, but I didn't think it would be likely that we would have a Barack Obama president in my lifetime either. Yeah. But, but if you notice, go ahead. But if you notice the push that they're that the that they're pushing for to make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah, and, and the and the thing about the thing about it is, uh, you know, going back to um I think you mentioned that, you know, they dig up dirt. They, they couldn't find any dirt on it. They couldn't find anything to besmirch his past. And, and that, that one was, for me, was really interesting. Well, like they're trying to do against Joe Biden now with his one son, but the main person that was pushing it in Congress, he's now... Uh, facing his own sexual abuse allegation 
of having sex with children. Matt Gates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and there and, and there's that other aspect of that is um Matt Gates is still holding his seat when um the comedian from Minnesota. Al Franken. Al Franken just had a picture. A picture of him doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. Nothing that? that huh? He was what he was, was he doing? He was faking like he was squeezing the woman's breasts. <laughs> and and so the picture and he and he and and, and out of respect for himself, respect for the people that he worked with, respect for his family, he did what he thought was the honorable thing. So the Matt Gates issue is Matt Gates has zero honor. Zero. Well, yeah, but what is the requirement for honor on his side of the fence? Exactly. Right. That's there's no there's, there's no, no requirement for honor. Just like yeah. the the lady that we had interviewed on the show. And you know, I remember asking her that question, what's the difference between Matt Gates? And uh, and uh, Hunter Biden, Katie Turk. Well, we got Hunter. Karen, huh? Karen Turk. Yeah, Karen Turk. That was her name. Well, we got Hunter Biden doing it. You ain't got nothing because what you were saying, Matt, uh, Hunter Biden did an interview and told all his dirt before that came up. And you're so basically, she was just accepting Matt Gates because she was a conservative and he's a conservative. And what happened to? We're against people, grown men that have sex with children. We we we're supposed to not like that and hold that in high esteem. And you know the the one thing I that no you know the one thing that, one thing that happens here is what is that um, we have a tradition of uh, claiming honor and integrity and a tradition mm -hmm. of not being honorable or having integrity as a country. You, you just hit the nail on the head. We, it depends. Like I had a captain who used to tell me it's not about the alleged crime it's who's alleged of committing it. Cause if it was about the crime, Every time that someone was alleged in the quit in, in perpetrating the alleged crime, we would do the same thing. But it's about who's alleged to commit it, who's alleged to doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. But but that's 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 the tra that's some of the traditions, and 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 I don't that think it's a stretch. In this country. <laughs> I don't think it's a stretch to say we have a tradition of not applying the rules fairly. We have a tradition of claiming one thing and not doing the other, which is dishonesty. These are all traditions baked into what we call America, which is we're selling around the world as exceptional. Yeah. We're selling it around the world that this is exceptional. That politicians yeah, well, tradition is something that's done uh, customarily um, out of habit or custom, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a great thing when you look at it. Well, we just pointed out that it wasn't a great thing. I think we just pointed out that it wasn't. Well, one of the excuses of that is, well, we've always done it this way. We're doing it this way because we've always done it this way. Isn't it about time that we look at other ways? Maybe there's some better in the 50 to 70 years that we've been doing it this way. Shouldn't we shouldn't we at least look at something and see if it was if it's better? Should we take a look? In in, in a in a perfect world, maybe. 
Yeah. But but you're not in a perfect world. You're in America. <laughs> well, in the world period, America is not the only country that has its problems. Yeah, but I don't have any influence over the rest. I have influence here because <laughs> here's where I vote. Yeah. Here is where I, I work and live and play. Here is where I defend. So, you know, uh, whatever issues some other country has, you know, that's their issues, right? That's that's the truth. If, if I can't you still have a right to vote, but if certain amount of people in this country get their way about it, you won't have the right, right to, to vote. vote. Right. So <laughs> so so I can't I can't tell another country, hey, your government is corrupt. Can can I say that with any confidence? Well, of course not. Oh, you've been listening to Lewis. You've been listening to Lewis Farrakhan again. He said America doesn't have the right to call no other place in this on this earth corrupt. Corrupt. <laughs> but but is he wrong? The question is, is he wrong? I I, I understand. I understand the idea that um, just because um, just because I've done something wrong doesn't absolve you of doing something wrong, but it sure right. should give me pause if, I, if I'm if i doing something wrong and I'm not trying to actively fix it, then I sure can't call you out on it. <laughs> right? Supposedly. <laughs> but we know it happens all the time. All the time. All the time. We could probably go back and find clips of, um, um, oh, you just said his name. Uh, the former Speaker of the House. The previous guy, Farrakhan? No, Gingrich. not Trish. Huh? Gingrich. Newt Gingrich. Gingrich. We yeah. could go back and probably find tons of clips of him basting other countries about their ethics. Right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Correct. Either one of you think uh, uh, that he has any ethics? Well, if I remember correctly, he's the person that's had the most ethics charges leveled against him of any person in Congress ever. Newt Gingrich was a walking ethics, ethics violation. And a walking contradiction. And a walking contradiction. Because he, he, you know, he wanted to hold uh, Clinton to a higher standard than he would hold himself. That's a walking contradiction. Yes. Yeah. But he he's not he's not an ab uh, an aberration. No, he's not. He's the definition. He's a definition. He's a definition that when you know. So anyway, alrighty. <laughs> I think we covered tradition in a non-traditional way. What do you think? For sure. <laughs> you think we did what now? I think we covered tradition in a non-traditional way. <laughs> yeah, I think the lesson is that all traditions aren't necessarily good traditions or good things. I, I just, I kind of thought I wanted to to take a look at uh, traditions from a slightly different angle. Um, and And... And I knew it, it could get, you know, out there and we could have, but I, but I thought that would be a good way of at least addressing, you know, we, uh, uh, the three of us want to see things get better. And we do have a slightly, I don't even know if we have slightly different, but I know we approach it slightly differently each way. But I think we both, we all three like and want things to be fair. We want things to be um, people held accountable for their actions. And the way our society is set up now is that there are people who are uh, designed to not be held accountable for their actions. We've designed our police services so 
so, so they don't have to be held accountable. We've designed our economic system so corporate, uh, large corporations aren't held accountable. We've designed our political system so that certain politicians aren't held accountable. It's built into the system. You're absolutely right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. The system is designed that way. And until we change things, nothing's going to change. The system has to be reconstructed. Yeah, but if you say it, if you say it, oh my goodness, are they going to lose their eye teeth? So we, we said defund what? the police. Everybody knows what defund the police means, right? You well, shot a baby. You, you, ask. you well, shot. It, it depends on who you ask. You think so? I'm I think, not, I think I'm not in favor of defunding the police the way I understand defund the police to be. But I think we got to go in and make some reforms to where when the police step over the line, they have to be held accountable. Well, let me ask you a question. What is your what is your definition of defund the police? When I think of defund, I mean, you think of taking money from. And I remembered early on, they were talking about how the police were given these large budget to buy all this military type hardware. And, you know, and I'm just like, I'm not in favor of that. I believe that as a whole, in, in a lot of areas, police should be paid more than what they do for what they have to do. But when you when you find a bad police officer, you got to if if there's legal consequences for him to pay, let him pay the consequences. So you're you're, their, you're against huh? you're against taking money from the police budget and putting it someplace else. It depends on where you want to put it and how effective is that going to be. See, in other words. Don't just tell me defund the police and you're not going to tell me what is going to be done. And and no and and so you don't have any idea of what they want to spend that money on. Well, what I heard, like what they're trying to do in the city of St. Louis, they are putting on more uh counselors, crisis counselors. And we get counselors going to some of these things, some of these scenes where they're, you know. And I'm, I'm like, let the jury out. Let's see what happens when we get a year or two of data and what are the outcomes? Okay. I, my I just, big thing was, I just think you said, my big thing was, you said you're not for defunding the police. And then you just said, I, I want to remove some of the money and spend it on something else, which is what defund the police means. Okay. When I said that, I said, this is what is happening. I understand. Like I just, I just think. I think I when you say, say, when you say, I'm not, I'm against defunding the police. You are, you are countering a movement to make change. Okay, what I said when I said defund the police, mm -hmm. I gave the city of St. Louis as an example. Mm -hmm. What I believe we should do is. We got to hold police accountable legally for what they did. If they did something illegal, get them. Mm -hmm. Now, I have I have the benefit of seeing the other side, as in when I was on the fire department, seeing the aggravation that police had to put up with. Mm -hmm. Because some of the people before the police get there would aim that, would aim that sentiment toward us mm -hmm. as firefighters. I'm not. I'm. I'm just saying. Okay, in St. Louis, we, that's what they've done. Mm -hmm. They're hiring more of these uh, crisis counselors, social workers to to answer some of these calls or whatever. Mm -hmm. Let's look at some data. They're they're already doing it, whether we want it done or not. Let's look at the data after a year or two and see what is going on. To see what is happening. Mm -hmm. All right. I, I'm one that believe I'm one that believe if they go against the legality of the society, they should be held accountable too, just like everybody else. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. We're done for the day. We will be back 
uh, next Friday. Make sure you join us. We are. I'm going to make sure. I haven't looked at our calendar. We haven't scheduled anything. So. Um, okay. But anyway, we are going to be back next Friday. Uh, I had a good time with the discussion today. You guys have a good time? Yeah, it was a great time. Good night, John Boy. Good night. That concludes this episode of Alt Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and Twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website the lionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, Look out for the other guy, because they may not be looking out for you.